Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Well, hello, hello, everybody. We are back with yet another podcast. <laughs> are you surprised, Marianne? <laughs> yeah, I am that it's gone this far this long. Yep, I am. <laughs> <laughs> that we've actually found time to do this. <laughs> hey, now, don't be jinxing the universe. And us I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just saying we're doing good. You take that back right now. Right? <laughs> it's back. I took it back. Definitely. <laughs> Oh, right. And you, and you have another story for us from. I do. I do. I do. Uh, this one is called um, Mom Did It Her Way. <laughs> Don't you love moms and our shenanigans? What we get away with? <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty curious about, uh, well, you wait and hear this. I actually get invited to a lot of funerals. Um, and I get invited for all kinds of reasons. Somebody wants to know where the will's at. Somebody wants to know, is there money hidden anywhere? Uh, uh, who killed me? There's all kinds of reasons why people stay. And, you know, it, and sometimes I get some good information for them, but most of the times I almost think it's wishful thinking that they, they really hope that mom or dad hid something someplace that they could find. I'm just going to say this right up front because I'm going to forget at the end. If you have property, if you have a business, if you have children, please make a will. I hate having to go with the family to the funeral director because they don't know what their loving dead person wants. Do they want to be buried? Do they want to be cremated? If Do they want to be shown? These are questions that the family needs to know before you die. If you love your family, make a will. Yeah, because it's hard enough for them to go through all of that and then that, that turmoil on top of it. Well, that's it. People are so, I mean... If it's an expected death, it's not as hard as an unexpected death, obviously. But you know what? You have to be an adult. Who You don't need to talk about it. Just get the form and figure out who gets what and, and sign it so it's someplace so that they have it. So here, here's the thing with this one. Okay. So, and it's real, like I said, it's really awkward for me having to ask these questions because believe it or not, even though somebody's dead, they don't always want to tell me the information either. It could be embarrassment or, well, if I tell her, is she going to go rob my house and not tell my kids? They don't know me. I'm a stranger. I mean, all legit concerns. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you do look like the, the shady robbery, you know, type Marianne. That's right. I'm, I'm all of those for sure. So <laughs> Rita called. And she left a message and she said, um, I'm giving you a heads up. Mom's in hospice. And they said probably day or two at the most. And we really, really need you to come to her funeral. We, we have so many questions we need to ask her. And I'm thinking, golly, I'm listening to this message. And I'm thinking, ask her why she's still here. Why do you have to ask? Why do I have to ask the questions? 
Well, in, in this instance, mom was in, you know, in a coma, so she couldn't answer the questions. But here's the other thing that I, I get a little chuckle out of. Somebody will call to give me a heads up. I hope you're in town. You're going to be able to come to the funeral. I don't know if it's hospice that's doing it, a doctor that's doing it. I don't know. But nine times out of 10, I get the call a week or 10 days later that mom died. They always think it's going to happen sooner than it does. And sure enough, eight days later, Rita left a message, mom died. So it did not happen in a day or two like they thought. So I go to the funeral. I got all the information and everything and, and went out to the funeral. And, you know, I, I, I met Rita at the door and her siblings. And they were, all three of them knew who I was and all three of them knew why, what questions that they needed to ask mom. Her sister and her brother were with her. And mom had actually paid for and planned her funeral, which, believe me, is such a nice thing. I mean, she had picked out what she wanted to wear, everything. She paid for everything. And there were actually... When I heard that, I'm thinking, why did they, what, what do they need me for? Well, mom never told anyone she had and did this with the funeral because she wanted the funeral to be her way, not her children's way. And she really confused her kids. She had everything planned. It, the funeral was the same funeral home that their dad, her husband, was shown at. But she was being buried in a total different cemetery. She wasn't going to be buried next to her husband. The kids had no idea that she was did this or was even doing this. That is kind so, of yeah, yeah. It, it was crazy. It was so confusing to them. And I'm looking at mom and she had this she had her chin jutted out like, I'm doing it my way and that's it. And they can't stop me now. And I'm thinking, okay. So I said, why, what was, why, why were you doing this? So she went on to explain to her children that her marriage to her husband was arranged. She wanted when she was 19, 20 years old, she told her parents she wanted to go to New York. And she, she had a really nice, pretty voice. She wanted to go to Broadway. She wanted to be in the theater. She wanted to be an actress. And her parents were well off. And she didn't see that there would be a problem. Well, her father had some kind of a hissy fit when he found out about this. And he... He had his opinion of that type of work is people that are too smart to have a real job do that. People that don't have anything better to do with their life do that. People are giving to their community when they do that. I mean, he had a terrible view of that profession. Very opinionated and sounds harshly opinionated. Exactly. And so her father and her husband's 
father. They, they knew each other, but they were, the families were friends. Her husband's family had a business also. So the two fathers got together like old European times and arranged the marriage between the two of them, which absolutely benefited both of their companies. They combined it. I, I mean, it was like old world. This happens in the 20s and the 30s. You know, not modern days. I mean, not in America. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't. Anything in them, like, I can't think of the last time you've heard that. Like, if you do, it's somebody that, you know, immigrated over and it was already done. Right. A lot of my relatives went back to Italy and married somebody from the, from the old town and brought them back over. That, and I still think there's probably some nationalities that still do that, but not as a norm. Mm -hmm. it, it, just, it just doesn't happen that way. And the kids were just shocked. They couldn't believe that mom and dad didn't meet like real people and get fall in love and get married. And she said, it's not that I didn't learn to love your father. She says, I had you three kids. And of course I learned to love him. She said, but I have been miserable for 37 years. And I, I no, I'm dead now and I'm going to do this my way. Well, she did it her way. She had her funeral. And the sister, uh, Rita's sister, said, this is ridiculous. And she says, let's just cremate her. We'll show her and cremate her and just bury her ashes on top of dad. And wow. Mom, <laughs> oh, yeah. Mom said, no, 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 that is not happening. She said, it is a contract that I signed with this funeral home. They can't change anything. They have to do according to my wishes. And the Rob, her son, said, well, you know, he said, what are we supposed to do with your plot next to dad? She says, don't worry about it. I already sold it. <laughs> so somebody, Granger was going to be buried next to their father. Well prepared. I mean, this woman had her P's and Q's like she knew what she wanted. There was no doubt about it. And, you know, I started to feel really sorry for her because I thought, I wonder how many women. And this was like this wasn't 40 or 50 years ago. This is rather recent. And it was like people, women just don't do that nowadays. You know, it, it's really, 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 really weird. So they, you know, the kids couldn't understand it. They said, you know, we had wonderful vacations. You and dad, we had the ideal family. Everybody wanted to be our family. We were the perfect family. Yeah, I mean, beautiful. You gave us all these college educations and anything we ever wanted. Dad, dad let you take us to the theater. We saw a bunch of plays. She says, oh, yeah, your father gave in to me and let me go to them. But he would never let me try out for anything, not even the local city players. I couldn't join anything. And the, the Rita said, well, mom, they let you, dad let you sing at the church. She says, at the church in the choir. She says, that's not on stage on New York, in New York. She says, this is 
local. I wanted bigger stuff. And like, again, the kids were absolutely shocked by this whole thing. And she said, remember when you girls, and she looked at her son, and you too, when you were in college, you girls all wanted to go to your drama club. You wanted to go, when you were in college, you wanted to get into the theater. Not Your father said no every time. She said, did you ever wonder why he said no? And Rita said, well, no, we just listened to him. She says, because you always had to do things your father's way. And he said, you have to be, you have to learn to do something to give back, not be, not, you're wasting your time going to theater. And I was curious. I said to the girls, because the son was just so surprised, but I said to the two girls, I said, did he go to the theater with you? Did he go to movies? Did he watch TV? Did he do, did, what kind of entertainment did he watch? Only thing he ever watched was sports. <laughs> and if she, and Rob started laughing, he said, yeah, I remember dad said, if you're really good at football, I will let you play because you can make a lot of money if you get on a good team. Everything was about money with dad. It was an enjoyment. That does sound like a pretty miserable. You know? But how do you equate miserable when they have the fancy house and the nice neighborhood and the nice cars and the great vacations and the jewelry? And it? how could you complain and say, poor me, when you've got everything compared to some families? This is the predicament he pretty much put her in. I mean, he didn't beat her and he didn't say no to anything except theater. And he let her have whatever she wanted. I mean, again, how can you complain when you look at some families that are horrible? Yeah, I, I wonder, though, like when it came to the jewelry and all those other things, like how many of those were just pacifiers, settle you know, so like, yeah, you get this pretty new ring, but every time you look at it, you're like, oh, this is what I got instead of being able to. And you hit the nail on the head. That's yeah. exactly the way she felt for 37 years. An everyday reminder of what you're not allowed to have and do. That's right. That's exactly right. So they definitely, you know, they, they went through all the rigmarole and they listened to everything she had to say in they were confused and they were sad and they didn't have the issues with the father that she had with her, him as a husband. I mean, the kids had everything they wanted. She never, they never knew the mom was that sad or upset about anything. And she laughed about it. She said, see, I really am a good actress. She says, I fooled everybody for how many years? She says, and I could have done the same thing on stage, singing and dancing my way through it. Mm. And so we got all done. The kids asked the questions that they wanted to ask. And she said she was not staying. She was going to New York. She wasn't even going to watch the rest of her 
funeral because she didn't want to hear friends or family saying, well, why is she being buried there instead of where your dad's at? She didn't want, she didn't even want to know what the kids were going to say. She was said, if I, she says, I can't be, I couldn't be on stage when I was alive. I am going to be on stage now that I'm dead. And she took off for New York. And I have to be honest with you, I've done some plays and, and I've done some, you know, shows and stuff in New York. I've never seen her again. And so, so, so she didn't cross over. She, she earthbound herself to a theater somewhere, huh? Because that's what she wanted to do. And like I said, maybe she really was a good actress if she fooled everybody for all those years. You know, mm-hmm. that was absolutely a possibility. I had to laugh. We were all done. And I had said goodbye to them. And I walked out into the lobby and the funeral director caught my eye. And I, I, I pretty much know most of the funeral directors. And I went up to him and we started talking. And I said, wow, I said, this was really weird. He said, she swore me to secrecy when she filled this out. She, he said, I couldn't believe what she was doing, that she just had to be buried in a different cemetery and everything. He said, you know, it's really weird. She got her point across without saying a word. And I said, yeah, pretty much. So we're standing out there. And Rob, the son, comes up to me. Up to us. He said, Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And we both looked up and I says, Oh, you got another question? I said, Mom's gone. I can't ask her. He says, No, 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 no. He says, I want to talk to you. And he looked at the funeral director. He said, How much would it cost to dig up my father and move him to where my mother is? Oh my God. Like he just will not let that go. No, no, he he really. I mean, and and I I was surprised, and I thought, well, that was some thinking. And the funeral director started laughing, and you know they really keep a, a really solemn face on them. They don't really show much expression. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and I said, "What?" He says, "I don't believe it." We were all done. We had figured all this out. Everything was done. She had paid me for the funeral. She bought the new plot, paid for that. She did everything. And she stood up and she says, you know what? She says, don't be surprised if my son doesn't come up to you and ask you to move my husband wherever I'm at. And he looked at me and I I said, you're kidding me. And he looked at Rob and he said, your mother knew you were going to do this. And he said, did I win? Can we do this? And he said, no, your mom won. She went all over that cemetery and found a single plot that there was no other plots around her that were available. That's the one she bought so that nobody could dig up dad and marry him next to her. Oh, I mean, go, go, mom. Um, she did it her way. I mean, if she learned to love them and they had some good time, like, to take it to that step of like, mm, I'm going to love you, but from like way the hell over there. 
like you're not allowed in my space. Right. Right. And I guess she figured the only way she could do it her way was when she was dead, which, which makes me believe because the kids were, you know, out of college already. Mm -hmm. This would have been somebody that I wouldn't have been surprised if she had committed suicide. Okay. Just that. Because she still could have done what she wanted to do. Mm. But I don't think she would have done that to her kids. Right. Because that leaves a, that's not good for the children. No. No matter what age they are. They were already struggling with the fact that the two parents weren't next to one another. That's right. Sounds like more of a son than the daughters. And I run across that sometimes when people have gone through one marriage and a spouse dies and they remarry. And especially if it was a younger couple where one of the one of them died. You know, you're not you know, if you're 27 years old, when your husband dies, you're not going to stay single for the rest of your life. Probably. I mean, let's face it. And but some of them, like when he died, you know, they would automatically buy two plots. I'll be buried with him when I die. But it turns out that that's not always the case. You know, she could have married somebody else and lived with him for 40 more years. So when she died and he died, they wanted to be buried together because she lived with him longer. I figured it out. It's more if you had children that were young and your spouse died. Then you're going to want to be buried with the original one that had you had the children with. Mm. So I see where that goes sometimes. But if there's another family on top of the first family, it's a, a free free will. You're they're going to do whatever they want. And the original kids want the mom buried with their dad. The other one, well, he's my dad too. I want him buried with my mom now. It, it's it's rough. That's why, seriously, I'm not joking. You really, really need to make plans. Don't don't make your family. Don't hang them out to dry. Let them know what you want. Yeah, don't make the two families have to fight it out. Mm. You know. And that's one of the reasons why I get called to funerals sometimes to do this type of thing. And you know, I'm not a legalese person. I don't know. There, there's got to be legal things that go with that. I don't know what that stuff is. All I know is that if you don't do something and there's enough fighting and doing nothing, if there's property involved, the state's going to get most of it. Do what you have to do. Yeah. Make sure it goes to the proper people. That's right. It doesn't deserve the family property. That's right. That's exactly right. And this husband wasn't hanging around for her to be like, oh, wow, sorry, I, you know. No, that would have been interesting if he had been around. I mean, and, but the kids had dreamt of him pretty, pretty quick. And actually, I did ask her, I said, did you ever dream of your husband after he died? She says, yeah, he came to me once in a dream and I told him never to come back. I guess her love and some, you know, they yeah, have, yeah. But the kids, her love equals tolerate. <laughs> but the kids didn't have a clue. So I, I said, I think, I think she was right. I think she really was a good actress. She loved him by not smothering him with a pillow. That's right. <laughs> some random night. Got it. I can get behind this. Okay. Yeah. Well, so this was an interesting story. Um. Yeah. I, I, uh, 
What was her name? Her name was uh, Jennifer. Okay. I yeah. I am team Jennifer. Go you, honey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kids were all ours, Rita, Rose, and Rob. But her name was Jennifer. I, I and was the husband's her, name in our name? Is that why they yes, were all it was? So oh, you knew the kids are going to name Rob. <laughs> Putting a picture of that one coming. But he wasn't. Rob wasn't a junior, which oh. that surprised me. Yeah, I that mean, really did. Going. And I figured I was going to ask about that, and I thought, yeah, don't dig up any more worms. Let it go. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. Wow. All right. Well, I'm glad Jennifer, you know, found some happiness, hopefully. Where she wants to be. So this was good. Oh, that's interesting. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to uh, mom Jennifer getting her way. <laughs> uh, catch us next week for another another podcast episode. And you can also catch us live every Wednesday morning on uh, YouTube where you can ask us questions and Marianne's going to do most of the answering. I may or may not answer depending on the question. And if it's in my wheelhouse. Oh, you can answer anytime you want. <laughs> well, so I'm like, I don't know. I don't see him. Marianne, what did he do? <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Marianne on YouTube, it's Marianne Winkowski. And if you want to find uh, me on there, my YouTube, it is Goddess Elite New Age. So join us Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. live. And you can find our next podcast episode every Wednesday morning as well. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining. Catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.